Hello, folks. This is your host, Tammy Tucky, and you are now listening to the Tierra Talk Show. We bring you rare interviews with the makers of Disney Magic. Whether they be singers, actors, Imagineers, animators, they have all made their mark on the Disney name. Be sure to check out the show notes, other episodes, contests, our social media pages from Facebook to Twitter, and more on our official website at www.thetierratalkshow.com. Are you looking to plan and book an upcoming Disney vacation? Contact the Tierra Talk Show's official travel agent, James from Destinations in Florida, by visiting destinationsinflorida.com backslash tiara for a free quote. The link is also included in the show notes on our website. All guest opinions are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent the opinions of the Tierra Talk Show or the host. The Tierra Talk Show is not associated with the Disney Company. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. And from all of us here at the Tierra Talk Show, have a hoop-de-doo day. I'm excited to welcome this week's Tierra Talk Show guest, actress Cindy Morgan, to the show. Welcome, Cindy. Hi, Tammy. It's about time. We've been trying to do this for a couple weeks now. I know. We've been off and on the grid. Our computers have been acting out. You would think it would have to do something with Tron. (laughs) I'm sure it does. I have no doubt, as a matter of fact. But at least we had time on our side and also computers now on our side. So uh, I really wanted to start off with this interview talking about your beginnings dabbling in television and also film before getting into some big blockbusters that really weren't supposed to be blockbusters. We didn't really know what they were going to be at the time when they came out. So I, I started out in broadcasting. Actually, I went to uh, Northern Illinois. I was accepted to the Illinois Institute of Technology because I wanted to be an engineer because my dad had a year and a half of high school and was the plant manager and that's as far as he could go. So I, w- I wanted to go to school there. I even got a grant and I went in from an all girls Catholic high school and it was four girls and like 3,000 guys. And I had a stammer. I, well, clearly I'm over that, but, but I chickened out and I went to Northern Illinois University and majored in communications. I was a terrible speaker, but I was a good writer. And, um, it was the first time in my life, one of the teachers, even though I was a straight A student, nobody really said much to me because I was, uh, I know nobody's going to believe this, but I don't care. I, I was so shy. I never really hung out. So one of the teachers came over and said, you know, you're really good at this. You should try majoring in communications. And from then on, it was like I was shot out of a cannon. I walked in with a stammer. I came out in broadcasting. The, the, the thing I love the best is when the internet became popular, I'm like, awesome. Now you're in my backyard. Because because it, I was doing morning drive in Chicago, only making $135 a week, pulling numbers against the big boys. But at the time, Chicago was the number two market. And, and you can't get a job like that unless you speak from the heart, unless you know what you're talking, unless you have a point of view and you know how to, you know, you're only talking to one person. You're not talking to thousands of people. You you know what I mean? And so you're, so you're working in broadcasting. How in the world does that mix into the TV and film? I was doing the weather really badly in Rockford and Milwaukee, but, and, and, and nobody after that in Chicago would let me on camera because they said, you're the radio person. You just do voiceovers. I said, well, you can't argue with stupidity. They said, you'll never work again. And I said, yes, I will. I had a billboard in eight months. So I took acting classes right quick. Uh, I got a wonderful comedy improvisation teacher who yelled at me. I got sick before every class, but he taught me how to do the one person nobody in my life was ever able to teach me how to do. 
Uh, listen. Well, <laughs> as you're the radio person, you do all the talking, and 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 so. But in Caddyshack, I would have gotten mowed, mowed over if I didn't understand that I was a straight man to these guys. I had to listen to my reactions to what they were doing, which was completely off the wall, not in the script. If I j- just reacted to what they were doing, that was my best work. You know, just just mm-hmm. reacting to what they did, and because I, you never knew what they were going to do. It, it was you. You heard about the stories about the improvisation, and oh yeah, my goodness! It, well, you have you have Chevy Chase, you have Bill Murray, and then also you have Harold Ramis directing. My goodness, that is a group of people who really know how to improv and work off These of each, guys each other. Are, They're SNL, absolutely brilliant. And 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 Harold actually was lazy to tell you the truth. Harold would come up and whisper a little suggestion in my ear, and he would say, "Okay, okay, I want you to go." Over next to Chevy. Why? It's hot. He's we're fighting. Why? He go go sit next to Chevy at the piano and say, "Sing me a love song." And I'd say, "What? We're burning daylight. This is stupid." He goes, "Just do it. Just do it." And I'm like, fine. So I go over and say, "Sing me a love song." And now watch my eyes. This was not in the script. This was not rehearsed. It wasn't even discussed ahead of time. I say, sing me a love song. And I look at Chevy. He snorts the salt, throws the tequila, and launches into I Was Born to Love You. So I went, all right, I'll play along. And I took a shot of tequila, and I had a wad of gum in my mouth, and I blew a bubble in his face, and that was a button on the scene. That was it. It was it was odd. I, I, at first, I was cast. I, I never thought they'd cast me in it. That was what I had going for me because I read the script, and I go, this isn't me. I was fi- fixed up with my my best friend's cousin for both of my proms, so they're never going to cast me in this role. All of a sudden, the last reading... I realized I'm the only one that got in to read for Lisa Anderall. That's when I panicked. And I went, all right, all right, calm down. All I've got to do is pray that I'm reading with a guy. And all I got to do is make him sweat. And and luckily it was Doug Kenny. And luckily when I saw the sweat trickling down his face, I went, I guess I got this job. But still I was really scared. The first thing they had me do was the fake high dive. I can't dive. I can barely swim. I'm legally blind. Walk that board without my lenses in because those were hard plastic. They would have shot to the back of my head had I hit, come off that diving board. And they would have been removed by a doctor. I mean, you you know what I mean? Thinking didn't really help on the set of Caddyshack. Just show up, show up, react. And so I didn't work for a long time until Disney came calling of all of all people. And that's when I got Tron. That was 1982. And you're playing Laura Yori. Yeah. Laura in the real world and Yori in the Tron world. Do you want to hear how the audition process went for that? It was kind of unique. Um, I was in that comedy class I told you about, right? And I was dating mm-hmm. this guy in one of, in the better comedy class, and and he took me to this lunch before Caddyshack, and uh, he was in a cartoon, and he's talking about his cartoon. I remember it was the Chronicle in Venice, California. I didn't even know if it's still there, and uh, and I'm listening, and uh, okay, that sounds great. So I get this call, and it, and they said you're going to go up to Disney. They didn't say casting director. They didn't send me a script. And they said, you're going to be put on camera with Jeff Bridges, who I kind of knew who he was. He was that, that hippie guy in King Kong. So I went, why, where, why are we doing this? You know, I don't, I, I didn't ask. Generally, when, when you bypass the casting director and a few other people, you just go, okay. And, and I went up and they put us on tape. That was my entire audition. What I didn't know was that cartoon that my boyfriend was up for was Tron. It went from that studio to Disney. They turned it from a cartoon to CGI. He was out. I was in. I asked him like 30 years later. I said, 20 years later. I said, was that Tron? He goes, yes. And I'm never taking another actress to lunch again. It was Tron. And the director was just watching. It was down to me and Debbie Harry. I had no idea. 
honest to God, it was, it was just, I was just at the right place in the right time. And I got cast. Were you doing most of the stunts for this film too? Or? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But the, the stunts weren't as difficult as they looked because we were on a, uh, it was, you, you've been on sound stages. They're giant black huge. warehouses. There's <laughs> nothing there. They're huge. And this one was painted black because they shot it in black and white this particular film with the old Panavision films like from Lawrence of Arabia. So they had a wide scope. And the reason they shot it in black is so we would hit particular marks. Problem being, there were no marks there because you could see it on camera. So we had to learn to back into, you know, back up and run into that mark and hit it dead on because that's the way it was lit. One day we came in and Steven Lisberger said, okay, um, uh, Cindy and Bruce, uh, Tron and Yuri are up on the solar sailor it was kind of a black riser over there, you know, and there was like what looked like a banquet table covered in black felt. And they said, okay, uh, Cindy Bruce, you're on the solar sailor. You're crossing the game. See, Cindy, you're flying the ship. Go. And that's why I said, okay, I just got to ask. There's no ship. There's no solar sailor. There's no game. See, there's nothing here. Nothing, nothing, nothing here. You know, what are you talking about? So he brought out these beautiful Sydney drawings and I took a look at what the ship was supposed to look like. And there was this black banquet table in front of me and I'm flying this thing. And I said, dude, there's, well, I, I didn't say dude in 1980. I, I said, there's, <laughs> there's nothing here. What, you know, what do you want me to do? He said, just do anything. So I, but you have to see something. If you don't see anything, if you lie to the audience, they know. So in my mind's eye, I saw a soundboard. And, and because that made sense to me, I understood what soundboard did and somehow that made this vehicle move forward. The only time we had a problem is when Jeff gets on and we're looking in three different directions. And I said, and this is an old TV gag, an old broadcasting gag. You know, I said, there's a roll of tape on the guy's belt. Can you just put it on a rope and drag it? <laughs> Cause we'll all look at it. <laughs> you know, but you know, I was so glad I had a broadcast background because Everything, you know what, I, I appreciated the jobs of the people on the crew who were working with me. But, uh, you know, it wasn't like I was being, uh, I, I understood what they, if they would explain, I understood what they were going for. So I would try to work with them and, 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 and accommodate what they were doing. So it made it a lot easier. They have that Flynn's arcade in the film. Did you get a chance to play any of the games yourself? Did you find one you were like, oh man, I love this. I want to take it home. Uh, you know something? In truth, we were out in our makeup trailers the whole time because they were shooting background stuff. And they only brought us in to actually do the scenes. You know, it's it's really fun. That oh, by the way, that building, that very corner corner building, exists in Culver City, California. So it's really there. But um, to do the scenes, walking in and out, walking in and out, they 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 kept us out in the trailer just so we'd be fresh as a little daisy and not sweating and not distracted. The times we did get distracted and play our gate arcade games though was on the set at Disney because they had a, and then thank God they did have a whole bank of uh, video games there because the set was all black. We were in there all day long in those Tron costumes. I mean, your brain just goes to sleep if you're sitting in the dark for 12 hours a day. And, and, and you just, Jeff was always playing a video game. I was either on a video game or playing music and, and Bruce was lassoing chairs for some reason. So we were all doing something <laughs> different, but we, we, you have to keep your energy level high. So we did play a lot of video games on the set. Space Invaders was the most popular on the set. Did you beat the guys? Were they upset that you kind of kicked their butts at some of the games? You know, we weren't <laughs> all playing the same games at the same time, but I can tell you I'm much better shot with the Frisbee than the guys, and they never gave Yuri a weapon. They should have, right? Did you ever get a call about Tron Legacy and to join that project? Never. You know what I heard? This was, this was pretty funny. 
uh, when it came out, I started, when, when the internet started, I was like, oh, this is my backyard. I know what to do with this. I may not know the words, but I know the language. It's just like broadcasting. So I had, I had uh, websites up in every platform. And I, heard, I mean, you could see me from space. And, and the word I came, that got back to me was, we can't find her. And my answer back was, you can see me from space. But Yuri Lives has its own page and its own life and its own personality because it's so cool. Yuri is a conglomerate of a lot of folks who, have, who contribute artwork and contribute ideas and thoughts and storylines. And thank you, Tumblr. Tumblr is really edgy. It's a whole different demographic. They've got their own beautiful artwork, their own beautiful designs, their own beautiful stories. Um, there, there's, there's Yori Lives, uh, there's Cindy Morgan and Tron Legacy, Yori Lives, that's a whole nother site. So, so Yori isn't one person. Yori is a lot of people who put their hearts and their souls into their artwork. Infinite Viking on Tumblr, awesome work. I mean, these, these people just, just dive in. Always Yori's another person. I mean, you can, you can look on Tumblr and look me up there. These, these people design wonderful stories, wonderful art. And, and, and I'm just sitting back going, thank you. And, and in the show notes below, audience members, you can check out Cindy's links to her Tumblr and Instagram pages because I will put them below so you can visit them and follow her. I'm Cindy Dash Morgan, but that looks good in print. I'm Cindy Morgan Info because that's good in an audio interview. And I'm CindyMorgan.com. You hit any of those and you'll get me. And um, I uh, retired two years ago. That was the best move I ever made. You want to know why? I got six offers in two months. It appears that I'm coming out of retirement and I'm finishing the coffee table book on Caddyshack. I got to stop with that. And That's that going to be exciting to read. I have, uh, with Bill Carruth, who I just talked to an hour ago, um, Bill Carruth was the editor of Caddyshack and, of course, took photos and all this. We've got the rights secured to 1,700 behind-the-scenes images. We're going to put about three, 250 to 300 in a coffee table book and call it From Catholic School to Caddyshack. You know, I was there. And what it was like for somebody, just, just a person who got dropped right in the middle of this with these guys, the mo four of the funniest men on the planet, and had to go to work. So, yeah. So, we'll tell listeners to look at your page, keep checking back, and we'll find out more information about the book. And I am, so you say you're retired now. I retired because a few things happened from this angle, this angle, this angle. And I just went, this is all wrong. This is all wrong. And it's making me look bad. So, I fell on my sword. I said, that's it. I'm done. I'm retiring. So, there's no way that you would say yes to Tron 3 if they came up to you and said, would you like to be a part of this? Because it's officially been announced in April. I would love to be asked. After listening to what people have told me, how much it meant to them for seven years, men, women, uh, I got in, men got, saying I got into computers because of this. They looked at Yuri the same way other guys looked at Lacey. You know, and, and, and the women who said, I got into computers because of this. It would, it would, it would, I would put my heart and soul into it. I would love to do it. Well, let me end with some fun Disney questions I always ask cool. my guests. We'll start with the Donald one. So as a kid, what Disney film was one of those that you absolutely loved when you first saw it? Oh, Cinderella. And our goofy question, what Disney character do you think would be your best friend if you met them in person? Disney character would be my best friend. I kind of like Mickey because Mickey's got the greatest attitude, you know? He's an easygoing guy. He's got a great attitude. He knows how to make things work. Everybody walks away happy. I like Mickey. And our Mickey question, speaking of Mickey, if I asked you to name any Disney song at this very moment, what immediately comes to mind? Oh, 
something, something, something that dreams are made of. What is that song? Uh, a dream is a wish your heart makes or? Yes. That's the song because you know what? It's true. And you can make them come true. I've done it. I have to thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. I just want to plug one more time your website, which is www.cindy-morgan.com. But just yes, but it's also cindymorgan.com now. Oh, no, so yeah, let's not confuse it. Just put my name in Google, and I'm the whole first page. And you'll find uh, her, and you can email you too. That's not me. I'm the blonde. <laughs> <laughs> and we and anybody can email you and say hi. And you can also that follow her awesome. on Twitter be, yeah. and Instagram, Tumblr, and Facebook. And then that would be great. Oh yes, it's so and exciting. And I appreciate photos, people, our original artwork. I, most of the stuff I have on my websites come from people who are on the website saying, hey, look what I found. Absolutely. Well, thank you again for coming on the show. Thanks, sweetie. I don't know what you ever saw in that guy anyway. I love him for his brains. <laughs>